Bernie. Our buddy. He's a religious bigot, yet calls Trump one. That'll be fun. We'll discuss it. A religious bigot. But you'd want to have a beer with him, I bet. Justin Fairfax says, hey, people know me now. I might run for governor. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's <laughs> nation, nationally known now. But unfortunately, he's associated with the great state of Virginia. But he's wow. going to run for governor because he's, he's going to run governor. for governor because he's been accused of rape. And the people know it. The cross still stands. Supreme Court rules as the founding fathers would. The Lee brothers. Standing. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio as the founding fathers intended. My name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this uh, this nice Friday afternoon. A little toasty out there, and uh, just moments ago, I received a photograph of the Welcome to Virginia sign, the, the Virginia is for Lovers sign, taken by my oldest daughter, who was crossing the border to see you with three of my grandchildren, and the newest grandchild, she's uh, not a year old, little tiny, precious thing. That's awesome. And I, they're coming in from Ohio. I'm so excited that they're going to be here for a week. Yeah, it really is awesome. That's good. I Grandfather. I cannot wait to see Do I get him. to come over and play, you know, like, or not? Absolutely. I mean, last time you Absolutely. said no. Last time I did not. Yeah, I did well, not. Well, then someone told me no, because when I showed up, you wouldn't let me in, but that's another. Well, when I said no, they, they've cleared up all the questions <laughs> now. So, all right, coming up at definitely four. Definitely you can come and play. Coming up at four, Delegate Kirk Cox is going to join us, Majority Leader in the House, about redistricting. Quite, uh, quite an interesting case of the week. Quite honestly, it is probably the uh, the biggest thing that will impact you, and you probably don't even realize it yet. That's at four o'clock, and uh, T Max is going to be on CNN as a contributor. Not that he already wasn't, but now he's going to be paid for it. <laughs> Governor T Mac, that'd be fun. Well, CNN's ratings are so low; they are, you know, you should be on the Food are- Channel cooking shows, shows that are, that are beating rated. CNN's ratings. And that's, that's factual. So, you know, it's, you know, you, if you're a big T-Mac fan, you think, wow, that's amazing. I'm a big fan of this man who's now a CNN contributor. It's really not that big a deal. That's, you know, it really not because CNN <laughs> it fits sucks. It. It fits Their it. ratings are well, horrid. Sucks. That's a, it's a perfect uh, fit. It is a perfect fit, but it's not that big a deal. Right. And yeah. at five, uh, five o'clock, a kid was kicked out of his class at school because he said there were only two genders. We got the clip of that. And Trump turns the EPA into a much smaller organization for the cause of freedom and liberty. All that dead ahead in this week's program with the Lee Brothers up and running. Phone lines are open. 454-1366. 454-1366. One thing has been perfectly clear since we've been on the air here in Richmond is we have made the case, as the founding fathers did, that God matters, that things uh, bigger than yourself impact the direction of the country, that the country was founded on these principles that all men are endowed by a creator, which would, to some, they might struggle with that, but that means there's a God. A God, one that, creator. That, uh, and the founders believe this, that dispense rights, that rights don't come from government, they don't come from men, they come from God. Governments were instituted among men to protect those rights. That's the founding documents, these founding ideas and principles. Our government, since its origination, has been about the idea that there is a God. How about we all answer to a higher power? People need to realize we all answer to a higher power. 
The first thing that happened and I'm in not 1607, to your wife. The first thing that happened in 1607, Scott, is uh, they erected a cross at Cape Henry. The first Continental Congress starts with prayer. There's a prayer at the Constitutional Convention by Ben Franklin who said, that, is it possible that a, a sparrow would hit the ground without the knowledge of God, yet how would a republic rise in the same way? The prayers begin almost every session of Congress. In fact, the Supreme Court begins their sessions by God save the United States and this honorable court. The rights come from God. They don't come from government or men. Do you think this matters in the whole idea of our country and its founding? Of course it does. So this week, something very good happened for that very cause, that very ideal. The Supreme Court ruled that the Peace Cross, which is located in Bladensburg, Maryland, would remain. You see, an American humanist group brought a lawsuit <laughs> The name American Humanist Group means they don't want any reference to God anywhere. A humanist group is anti-God. Brought a lawsuit and says you've got to tear down this cross on public land because a cross is religious. Well, why? Thank you for noticing. It most certainly is religious. And this week, the Supreme Court ruled, yeah, it's religious. No question about that. But it's also constitutional. The court ruled seven to two, and that should make all those who are in favor of liberty, who are in favor of our country, and freedom of religion, not from religion, of religion, and you should celebrate that today. It's amazing to me that this was even a point of controversy. Most Americans have driven by that cross, or all those who did, not one time looked at it and goes, I'm offended, I've had it. Something must happen. Government must step in and stop me from being offended. The American Humanist Association claiming that the war memorial established religion because the cross is clearly a religious symbol. Actually, the fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals agreed on a a vote of two to one. The Supreme Court said stick it in your ear on a vote of seven to two, which makes you wonder who were the two. I'll share that with you in a second. But first, Neil Gorsuch said this, which I think is really the point U.S. Supreme Court Neil Gorsuch said he argued that being, uh, quote, an offended observer should not be enough to challenge something like a cross or establishment of religion. You mean the offended? Just offended observers not enough? No, of course not. He went on to say, in a large, diverse country, offense can be easily found. Especially down the road and look for offense. The oh, offended, offense. Okay. the the uh, the professionally offended, will find a way to be offended, and then try to vote exactly. to the Constitution and say, "I can't be offended. I can't. I can't be offended. The Constitution protects me from being offended." The Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch said, "No, it doesn't. There's no there's no constitutional right not to be offended. If you're offended by the cross, you might not look the other way because the Constitution say, nah, we're going to rip down everything that offends you.' Could you imagine what would happen?" If that was the case, you see, the Constitution has no separation of church and state. Oh, it does too, Lee Brothers. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say that at all. All it says is the government should not establish a religion. And it protects you, the free exercise thereof. That's it. Where does it say that the government cannot have at least a, a point in making sure that men 
see that there's a creator. Now, there's probably many who are saying, oh, no, the Constitution should not should not uh, or does not allow for religious freedom of that type for the government. Actually, it does in many ways. Thomas Jefferson allowed the use of public buildings for church services. Do you think he understood the First Amendment or was he confused by it too until 2020 when you leftist or 2019 when the two Supreme Court justices ruled the other way? You think Jefferson knew more than they did? I think so. Oh, and the, the, according to the two justices who ruled against this, they would be against using public buildings for churches. Jefferson did that. Jefferson used $100 a month from the U.S. Treasury to send missionaries to Indians in America. That's weird. I thought there was a separation of church and state, Lee Brothers. Thomas Jefferson was the first one to mention the term separation of church and state, was he not? Well, he wrote a letter to the Danbury Baptists who were concerned about those uh, the Federalists uh, because of um, Catholics and others in charge. Jefferson told him not to worry about it. But nothing in the Constitution is about separation of church and state. Good ruling this week from the Supreme Court. Who were the two justices that are in favor of ripping the cross down? We'll share that with you next on your phone calls. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. The Lee Brothers, practicing the First Amendment and using the Second, only when necessary. 820 WNTW. Well, if you ask me where I come from, United States of America, here's what I tell everyone. Where crosses are allowed. It's kind of weird. I was born by God's dear grace. I mean, imagine, just, just think of it this way. Imagine when your grandparents were alive, someone walking up to you and going, that cross sitting on public land is offensive. It must be torn down. I mean, how has our culture changed so dramatically that the cross, which represents Christianity, no question about that, has become offensive? And that's the reason for ripping it down? Offense? What's amazing is one person can create such a stir, such a stink about a cross that it can snowball its way into actually being taken down. You know, where are the people that are going to stand up and say, no, it's not coming down. You're not taking it down. There's you know, 80,000 of us and, and one more of on the way. And I think there's seven of you here and two of you stop for directions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you're true. not taking the cross down. Well, the good news is the Supreme Court said, no, you're not. It was a good try, but no, someone, in fact, Neil Gorsuch, Supreme Court Justice, said this should have never even been allowed to have brought. It's absurd in the first place. The two Supreme Court justices said, rip the cross down. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Of course. And Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Sotomayor. Ruth Bader Ginsburg thinks we ought to look to constitutions in other countries to interpret our own. We have our... Yeah, we have our own constitution. We don't need, well, let's see, it, it, it flew past in our own constitution. Let's get a few other countries <laughs> and see if we can stop this horrid thing, this terrible thing. Here's what, uh, here's what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, that the First Amendment's freedom of religion and its prohibition on respecting and establishment of religion, when combined, amount to a demand for neutrality towards religion. It amounts to a demand for neutrality. 
Has Ruth Bader Ginsburg toured Washington, D.C.? There's no neutrality. There's a Ten Commandments on the ceiling. There's Ten Commandments in her courtroom. There, there, there is glory to God on the Washington Monument. The entire Washington, D.C. area is loaded with not neutrality, but a reference to God himself. Enti- our entire documents, our founding fathers pointed not to neutrality, not like, oh, we don't want any of that. They did the opposite. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg thinks that the cross isn't neutral enough. This country was founded Founded on Christian beliefs and Christian rights, you know, freedom of religion. Is she's a Supreme Court justice and does not understand? She thinks the First Amendment demands neutrality. There is no such verbiage there. This woman is insane. She, is there something this wrong with her? Country has changed so much that now, well, now it's different. So yeah, she, that's the way it was founded, but. That doesn't make it right. Ruth Bader Ginsburg goes on to say, today, the court erodes that neutrality commitment. What neutrality commitment? Have I missed a neutrality commitment somewhere? The left is so, you you guys are back crazy. There is no neutrality commitment. There isn't one. Show me where it is. Isn't she like 107 now? She needs to retire. She needs to retire. That should be Trump's next pick. For Supreme Court. Just right, She's I, old as he, dirt. He should have somebody in line already vetted, ready to go. So when right. when Ruthie decides to step down, he can fill that seat promptly. Sotomayor is no different. These Both these look at this as the First Amendment says that the government should not establish a religion is the same thing as neutrality towards religion. In our entire history of our country cannot be denied. The the ideas and principles across the board were rooted in a Judeo-Christian heritage. And I know the left doesn't like that. And the Democrats don't like that. But that doesn't mean it's not accurate. And because- You should have lived back then. Yeah. And you could have said something back then. And oh, by the way, had you lived in England, Spain, wherever, and you decided to say something back then, they would have just kept you there. Yeah. The people that were coming here- we're looking for religious freedom. Even if this cross in Maryland was erected to an, an offense, which, by the way, one of the Supreme Court justices actually said, it's, it's not as if they put this cross up and said, there, there you go. Take it. Take it. We're, it's not why it went up. And even if it did go up that way, it's not, it, it's not, it's not the intent of the people that put it up. It's does the cross establish a religion that all people should follow in the country? The answer is simply no. Two Supreme Court justices didn't even address that. They simply said it erodes the neutrality commitment, which does not exist. The American Humanist Association reacted by saying, quote, in the face of today's decision, we must all pursue new avenues to bolster the First Amendment. I'm surprised the folks of Maryland didn't just tie a rope around it and drive off. (laughs) <laughs> That's right, but you know Maryland's Maryland. But yeah, this was a this is a monument to World War One vets. It was a World War One vets. It's been up a long time, right. and if someone's offended by it, I don't care if they live across the street from it and have to see it every day. They have the opportunity, the option to move. Right. Exactly. Go leave. Go somewhere you can, else. You can. Go live it's somewhere else. It's certainly constitutional, and the federal government under the Supreme Court just ruled that it is. And, if you and decide, that's good news. 
to move out of Maryland, don't move south. All right, tons of comments on our on our Facebook page and uh, Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Phone lines are open, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream. It's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers. Four five four thirteen sixty six for the Lee Brothers, just outside the Capitol here. Supreme Court ruled that Peace Cross in Maryland can stay. It's not some kind of infringement on the First Amendment. You know, the people who actually think it think it is. I mean, what do you, how do you sleep at night? I mean, it's this is absurd that it is. And thank God we had seven Supreme Court justices that said it wasn't. Stephen uh, Breyer, who argued, uh, who agreed, by the way, with the main ruling, said the case would have been different. Listen to this. This is insane. If there had been evidence that the American Legion erected a cross an attempt to disparage or disrespect, disrespect people in other faiths. Well, how would you possibly know? Whether well, someone erected do. a cross to go, this is going to disparage people. You got to put up a giant cross and down at the bottom put Islam sucks. <laughs> you know, how are you going to put up exactly. a cross? Disparage to people. Disparage. Yeah. To disrespect other religions. Then Breyer said, I see no reason to order the cross down, torn down, simply because other crosses would raise constitutional concerns. None do. Good news on this. Ridiculous. Coming up, Bernie Sanders. He's a bigot. Bernie. Calls Trump a bigot on Christianity. We'll talk about that. Bernie Four, the bigot. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTN 92.7 FM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. 454-1366. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. Love this song. I do too. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after 334, outside the Capitol. The Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother. Sitting to his left, sometimes far left. Far left is Richard Lee. All right, phone lines are open, 454-1366, 454-1366. We're celebrating the fact that the Supreme Court ruled in the favor of liberty. That is uh, freedom is, and liberty. That's a rarity. It is a rarity. First Amendment was upheld with the cross in Maryland. It is not coming down. It is standing firm. Keep up the good work. It's standing <laughs> firm in Maryland. Of all places. Of all places. Yeah, well, that's good news. Bernie Sanders um, accused Trump of some things this week. He listened to Trump's rally and, uh, and said this uh, about Trump in the middle of his little response. So without going on much longer, let me just simply say this. That'll go uh, that, much that's where longer. It's, that's where let it felt good. Let me simply say this. Let's I had, go get a beer. I watched this whole thing of Bernie Sanders do it, and that's when I started to celebrate when he said not to go on much longer. <laughs> that's yeah. like, oh, thank God. Not going on much longer. So without going on much, much longer, longer, let me just simply say this. Uh, we have a president who, as I've said many times, and I say this without any joy in my heart, by the way, I disagree. No joy in his heart? I, I believe there's a lot, a lot of joy. He's got a lot of joy in his heart. He says this passionately. Trump. 
Wait till you hear what he says about Trump. And he Donald does. Trump is doing a phenomenal job as president. And if you have no joy in your heart, Bernie, you need to drink about six more beers. So, I, I, he's he's like the Grinch. He's no, there's no joy in his heart. I, anyway, we stopped it too many times. Continue on, Bern. As I've said many times, and I say this without any joy in my heart, we have a president who is a racist, who is a sexist, who is a homophobe, who is a xenophobe, and he is a religious bigot. Wow. I mean, is he a murderer too? I mean, I guess he's you, all those things. How many other bad? words when we think <laughs> exactly. of exactly it's just like i guess if you can paint your opponent is he a bully you see the the boy kicks sand in the eyes of the little girls yeah, on the beach even a as a grown man a that's a, a boy extraordinary i mean a bully extraordinary i mean if he's all these things then my gosh i guess if you can make your opponent be a racist a sexist if he can be these, by the way, these are very damning uh, uh, names. I mean, if if I was Trump, I'd say, "Let's go, man. Let's let's talk about it. because I've got to send Trump. I've got a picture of uh, of Bernie, normal hairstyle, hair everywhere, and it says, "I rarely comb my hair, but when I do, I use a balloon." <laughs> remember, I used to yeah. rub a balloon on your hair; it would go everywhere. Bernie's hair looks just like that. So Bernie Sanders calls Trump a religious bigot. He calls Trump a racist. I call uh, him a balloon comber. Now, remember, the uh, you know who the real racist is? It might be Joe Biden. Here, here's a clip from uh, Campus Reform asking students about clips that Biden said. I want you to guess who said them between Donald Trump or Joe Biden, all right? You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Who do you think said that? Trump. Uh, Trump. That <laughs> sounds like a Trump quote. Uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Next up, this was to a largely African-American audience. Quote, if my opponent wins, they're going to put you all back in chains. Trump again. <laughs> oh, definitely Trump. Uh, Trump. Donald Trump. Next up, uh, this was about President Obama. He called him, quote, the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean. Uh, probably Trump. I'll go Trump again. Who do you think said that? Uh, I think Trump said that. Donald Trump. What if I told you that all of those are actually Joe Biden? All right, there it is. <laughs> That's surprising. Yeah, very. Maybe Bernie's got all it right. Wrong. There it is. So, will it make a difference in the way they vote? No. Exactly. They're still gonna. They they'll vote, but they're gonna vote. They're gonna vote for the wrong candidate because they're gonna vote for Joe Biden. Regardless, I mean, you you could convince sure, right. no, these a difference. They, they people that Joe Biden was a, a bank robber that was never caught. You could convince them of all kinds of horrid well, some, things about some the, with man. the Trump They're supporters too. Trump supporters are the same way in some ways. I yeah, mean, I, I, there's some like that. Believe me, but does Bernie Sanders? I've never been caught. Bernie Sanders been calls Trump. calls Trump a racist. We have a president who is a racist. So maybe it's, no, he's not. Maybe no, it's Biden not. who's the racist. Maybe Biden's the racist. We just played all. And maybe just Bernie is confused as he oftentimes is. Why don't oftentimes. you just check yourself into the old fool's home while I still have a bed left? Here, here's the other thing about Bernie Sanders that really shot this to Richard and I. We were listening to this. Is his final statement who is a xenophobe, and he is a religious bigot. Religious bigot. You know, here we are looking at the cross and and, and not being torn down. You know, Trump put the, put, down. The, put the nativity scene back in the display in D.C. 
Trump has been probably one of the most pro-Christian presidents we've had in a long time. What do you mean he's a religious bigot? Maybe, Bernie, you're the religious bigot. And Bernie Sanders is the biggest of religious bigots. You might recall when he was uh, at the at the Senate hearing, Russell Vaught, does this name ring a bell to you? He was the deputy director of the Office of Management and Budget. A nominee. He's a little guy. He's not that big a deal. Bernie Sanders ripped this guy apart for his Christian views. As though he was being vetted for the Supreme Court. No, or as if he's being vetted as a pastor or something. He was sitting on the Office of Management and Budget, Bernie. Listen to what Bernie says. Remember who the bigot is. It's Trump, right? Maybe it's Bernie. Referred to that you wrote for a publication called Resurgent. You wrote Muslim, quote, Muslims do not simply have a deficient theology. They do not know God because they have rejected Jesus Christ, his son, and they stand condemned. End of quote. Do you believe... Do you believe that that statement is Islamophobic? Absolutely not, Senator. I'm a Christian, and I believe in a Christian soul based on my faith. And again, I apologize. I do forgive me. I, we just don't have a lot of time. Listen to his hostility. Do you believe that people in the Muslim religion stand condemned? Is that your view? Again, Senator, I'm a Christian, and I wrote that piece. Well, what does that say? The statement of faith. I understand that. Bernie, I don't know how many Muslims there are in America. I really don't. You know what's amazing about this? I remember that. I don't know. It's on this guy's Because Bernie won't shut up and let the man answer the question. Well, first of all, he doesn't want him to answer the question. No, he doesn't. It's like Bernie and the left don't understand the, the, the principles of Christianity. Because they believe Christianity is true in the only right way, it makes Christians evil and mean and nasty. You're a bigot, Bernie. You're the bigot with all this. And why are you asking this guy? You've got a litmus test on religion? It sounds like you're the bigot. He continues. Oh, probably a couple of million. Are you suggesting that all of those people stand condemned? What about Jews? They stand condemned too? Senator, oh, okay, here I'm we a go. Christian. I, I understand you are a Christian. Oh. But this country is made up of people oh, who are Bernie. not just. I understand that Christianity is the majority religion. But there are other people who have different religions in this country and around the world. In your judgment... Do you think that people who are not Christians are going to be condemned? Thank you for probing on that question. As a Christian, I believe that all individuals are made in the image of God and are worthy of dignity and respect, regardless of their religious beliefs. I believe that that as a Christian, that's how I should treat all individuals. And do you think your statement that you put into that publication, they do not know God because they've rejected Jesus Christ, the son, and they stand condemned. Do you think that's respectful of other religions? Respectful. Senator, I wrote a post based on being a Christian and attending a Christian school that has a statement of faith that speaks clearly with regard to the centrality of Jesus Christ and salvation. I would simply say, Mr. Chairman, that this nominee um, is really not someone who is what this country is supposed to be about. I will vote no. Wow. Who, who is wow. he to make that decision, to make that statement? Well, he happens to be sitting on the Senate confirmation yeah, but still, committee, but he, you would tell me he's not the bigot? You can tell me this guy is not a bigot? I could say some things about, yeah, exactly. I could, I'm not going to say them. Bernie Just, Sanders doesn't think a Christian who claims Christian principles, Orthodox Christianity, is fit to run the Office of Management and Budget because you're a Christian? Who's the bigot, Bernie? 
You think Donald Trump's a religious bigot? Sir, you are obnoxious. You're the, you're the king who sits on a high throne and looks down at Christians and makes fun of them and mocks them. You're, you're the bigot. How dare you call someone else a bigot? Bernie Sanders and the left are a bunch of bigots when it comes to religious freedom and religion and Christianity. The, the cross thing is an example, but this is the biggest example. You, are, you, you voted against this guy because he believes Christianity is the only way. And by the way, Muslims believe that they're the only way. And, and, and Jews believe they're the only way. Oh, I see. You are a religious bigot, Bernie Sanders. And by the way, Bernie, Christianity is the only way. And, and the, the, fact oh that, my the, the fact that you would say that to, to, to most of the people on the left find it repulsive. You know what? Truth sometimes is. But that, that's not even the point here. The point is that a U.S. senator can mock and challenge and berate a man for holding Christian principles. And then he has the nerve to go say that Donald Trump is the religious bigot? Wow. Somebody shine a light on this, please. Here's a balloon, Bernie. Go comb your hair. 454-1366. Your phone calls are next. 454-1366. Justin Fairfax thinks he can run for governor now. He's got great name recognition for all the things that have been going Nationwide. on. Nationwide. That is next. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. I don't think I can stomach any more of this garbage. Making radio great again. The Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother. 454-1366, 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers just outside the Capitol. Justin Fairfax this week said uh, he's a very hopeful about the future. He's so well known now since he's been accused of what sexually assaulting two different women. Two allegations, you're correct. He's known, you know, countrywide, nationally now. So he, well, they didn't know him before, but yeah, now never heard of him. But now that he's uh, a sexual predator. He's not For a lack sexual of a predator. Term. He's, he's not a accused. sexual predator. He's been accused of it. No one knows whether it's accurate or not. Well, if you're walking in front of him and you hear something like, dun, 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 he could be a sexual predator. Well, he if be. he really wants to get some pub, some publicity going, if you're listening, Justin, we're in here for you, buddy. We, we want to help you get well-known around the world. <laughs> Let them try your butt. You then, know, go then. into there and say, I want a trial. I want to be tried before a jury. I want name of recognition. My peers. I want the Lee brothers to be on that jury. You know what's and, funny is if you I were want, accused, if you, if you were accused of of sexual harassment against two women, would you go out in front of everybody and go, "Look, they all know me now. Everyone knows me. I want to use that as no. a so well, here's sexual a, harassment can be as simple as saying, "Well, that's true." Hey, baby. Yeah, that's, that's right. Fine looking skirt you got on, or something yeah, stupid, something as stupid like as that. that. Which, by the way, is not sexual harassment. I must say, but but here's something what, as uh, stupid as that can be considered. This guy he, went went way way beyond. Yes, he, did. he did that in the so the accusations are. Here's what here's what Fairfax said. Many people a year ago would not have recognized me. Now they really do. People come up to me at gas stations. They say, hey, we recognize you. We love you. Many we know that they are saying about you is false. Many people come up to me and say, hey, who are you? Not anymore. They come up to me now and say, hey, Mr. Sexual Predator. 
I just want to say one thing. You're a lieutenant governor and a sexual predator at the same time, only in Virginia. I, I just want to say there's the, the fact that he thinks people come to him to get, I guarantee you no one has come up to him at a gas station, at a gas station, walked up and said, I know you. You're ch- I love you. We know you're not. These things they're saying about you are fine. Yeah, I've got says, the, listen to what he says. Gas, I, buddy, we know you're innocent. He says, people come up to me at gas stations and they say, nobody has approached you. to get." I would like to know one person has approached him at a gas station. At a gas station? Nobody. At a gas station. Nobody has approached him at Pizza Hut. Nobody has approached him at the mall. Exactly. If you're pumping gas in your car, do you look over to someone beside you and go, hey, that's Justin Fairfax. I'm going to walk over to him and say, I don't believe anything they're saying about you. (laughs) In fact, I I would dare say, if someone... Someone were elected lieutenant governor and just from face recognition from photographs in the news and such, they see you across the way in a mall. They might walk over to you and say, hey, Mr. Lieutenant Governor. Hi, I'm maybe I'm Jabba Dabba Dabba. Shake their hand. But nobody's going to go across at the mall and go, hey, you innocent man. <laughs> I know you They're didn't not. do it. They're you not. That's what he says. Predator, Wait, he didn't. Innocent, even... innocent guy. He says a gas station, though, not a mall. Well, nobody. I don't care where he is. I don't care if he's hang gliding. Nobody's going to come up to him and say. Hang gliding? I'm not sure. That's the, I don't care what the guy's doing. Analogy. If he's it's horrible. Okay, fine. Hang if he's pumping gas. Worst one ever. And eating a popsicle. Well, somebody's first... going to walk up and say, you are an innocent man, and I'm here to tell you that. Am I missing something about gas stations? Are people walking around at gas stations looking at people? Pump? Oh, there's Justin Fairfax over there. I'm going to run. Or anybody, for that matter. Yeah, it had to be the one right. Probably. It was a gas station right outside the uh, Democratic convention going on. Somewhere. He was probably wearing his jacket that says, I'm Justin, I'm Justin Fairfax, <laughs> an innocent man across the back. I'm an innocent man. Oh, come tell me that you love me and that you believe these things are false about me. Got bumper stickers all the way around the car. Justin Ferris facts, an innocent man. I must say, in in fairness to Lieutenant Governor Justin Ferris, I don't, none of these things we know are true. Um, It looks like the um, General Assembly, who is being forced to meet to discuss gun control, may use that opportunity to have hearings about this. None of these things we know are true, but the women who are accusing him if you're lying, shame on you. You should be exiled from this country forever. Well, here's if you're something not we do know. lying, you should be pressing here's something we do know. for a trial. Yeah. Here's something we do know. If Justin Fairfax was a Republican, he'd be known as former lieutenant governor exactly. of Virginia. And he'd be Just, picking Justin Fairfax, the color for the paint yeah. in his jail cell. Justin Fairfax ought to be glad he's a Democrat because they get away If this really happened, he's in a good party because the party doesn't care. They only care when it's a Republican. Well, wouldn't the attorney general of Virginia have to make some kind of motion or movement? Ruling on this of some sort. Mark Herring? Mark Herring, the blackface attorney general. Who admitted it. Yeah, Ralph Northam's blackface buddy. Well, actually, Ralph Northam. No, Ralph Northam said it's not me. He backed out of that whole thing. He backed out and said it wasn't me wearing the blackface. He didn't say it wasn't me wearing the pointy hat. How about the trifecta that we have at the top of I just of think our, he's wearing the pointy hat. You think so? He might yeah. be. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW 92.7 FM. 
our version of the Federalist Papers without all the reading. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. So I did not uh, I never noticed this, but Virginia restaurants couldn't advertise happy hour specials. I didn't I didn't know they couldn't do that. So July 1st, they can. And that's good. That's uh, exciting. I'm excited. I mean, now I get to know if they have a... I, they, I guess you could when you walk to the restaurant. You could see the little sign there. Happy hour. Doesn't everyone know you have happy hour? Isn't like common sense? Everyone, Every restaurant and bar has a happy hour. Why is that a happy hour? Isn't the happy hour after 9 p.m. when everyone it's gets because happy? Because the beverages are cheap. They, no, I know what Usually the happy hour is earlier in the day, so you'll slurp down as much alcohol as you possibly can during that two or three hour span. I, Richard, I know what it is. That what way I'm saying you're is toasted. why do they call it happy hour? Yeah, exactly. And then you go into the regular hours and you're you're so sloshed from the happy hours that now you just don't care anymore. Now they can advertise it. Now they get to advertise it. You know what it's like. You've been there. I don't go to happy hour. No, you I am happy hour. <laughs> All right, coming up, Delegate Kirk Cox on redistricting and much more dead ahead with the Lee Brothers. Check us out, WNTWTheAnswer.com. 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. The country wasn't built by Wall Street bankers, CEOs, and hedge fund managers. HUD Shack. HUD Shack is a small restaurant chain, I think. Delegate Kirk Cox will join us this hour to talk about redistricting, among other things. Should be enjoyable and Governor T Max on CNN as a commentator. Was it? Has he always been a commentator for CNN? What is he just now getting paid for it? Should have been compensated he's earlier. Always been a cartoon character. I'm not sure if he's always blown his somewhat troubled mind to CNN. You know. And Bernie Sanders, a critique of Trump's announcement speech. That's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. The only two-headed talk show. The capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us. It's beautiful Friday afternoon. It is kind of nice out there. A little toasty, but kind of warm. We're going to have a pretty decent weekend. I'm going to have a very nice weekend. Yes, you are. My grandkids are coming. My They're going to descend oldest upon daughter you, and my three little grandbabies are coming to town from Ohio to... To visit me, and I just cannot wait. Yeah, what a good. baby! What a beautiful baby! <laughs> That's great. If he was here Get with my newest, <laughs> newest little grand girl, grandbaby girl, he would say that she is so he, precious. He'd say, "Get the baby She's out of so here." So beautiful. He may, he He'd may, but he would baby. say, "What a beautiful baby!" Yeah, he would, of course. What a baby! What a beautiful baby! <laughs> That's great. It's just strange. What a baby! Uh, yeah. It's only, it's only yeah, two feet thing. tall. You know, <laughs> Trump has Trump is just the, he's notorious for these kind of sayings. You know, the ocean, uh, islands, and he's just great. It's phenomenal. This is an island. See, there we go. <laughs> Surrounded by water, water, big water, ocean water. <laughs> it's just that's just awesome. It, you know what? That wasn't meant to be 
comical. No, of course not. He was trying to be or anything. Just, uh, it's just an island. You know, he said it's an island. Yeah. He said, well, maybe I should clarify. <laughs> Surrounded by water. What kind of oh, water? Maybe I should clarify again. <laughs> Big water. Oh, again. not clarification enough. <laughs> Ocean, Ocean water. water. Thank you. That's I, something. I mean, that is something. Thank you, Tim Kane. Exactly. It is something. He can't get any bigger. No. He can't get any better That's explanation out there than that. Trump is great. Trump at the rally this week. Yeah. He, he announced his, an hour and a half, he spoke about this this uh, new campaign he's on in 2020 to be president again. And he reiterated, reiterated a lot of things. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure we could pull some lines out of that speech that were hilarious. But instead, we went and listened to Bernie Sanders. Because he had a, a full uh, rebuttal in place. It began with this. Thanks for being with me. Um, it's going to take me a little while to settle down because I just had the extremely unpleasant experience of actually watching Donald Trump in action <laughs> for an hour and a half. Wow. And that was certainly something. Have we not watched yourself? I mean, put a mirror up. I mean... <laughs> And, you know, they're not joining you, Bernie. They were joining Donald Trump, and now they want to see what your furry head has to say about it. <laughs> they wanted to know. Here's a balloon. Uh, Go comb your hair before you get started. Of lies, uh, distortions, and total absolute nonsense. That is quite an experience. <laughs> you want total absolute nonsense? That's like, it's, it's so funny. Go to watch listen Joe to. Biden. It's so funny. It's so funny to <laughs> exactly. listen to. You know, Bernie Sanders, whose every idea requires someone else to pay for, whose every idea is less freedom and liberty, thinks that Trump is the train wreck. Crazy. That, that, is, that is why Bernie Sanders is just that. Crazy. Anyway, he went on to talk about Trump even further. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed it. I did not hear Donald Trump mention one word about the planetary crisis of climate change. <laughs> planetary crisis. I love the way he words that. Planetary crisis. So it's is that the, the new label for it's it? It's a new label I, for I, it. I missed that planetary story. crisis. It, wow, we're in planetary crisis. I, I missed it all. Did someone? Did he not mention planetary crisis? Yeah, that's if right. you get stopped speeding on your way home, ask the police officer, didn't anyone tell you about the, the planetary <laughs> crisis? <laughs> that's right. I've we got to get time. home. He continued on this. It's just unbelievable. Planetary crisis of climate change. And in fact, what he boasted about is that we are producing more carbon, which is only going to speed up the climate change crisis. Okay, that's issue number one that comes to my mind. Oh, hang on, before we get to the next issue... I'm glad Trump didn't mention the the planetary crisis. And by the way, well, he sounds like he mentioned the fact that we're pushing ourselves faster to the planetary crisis. It's true. In Donald Trump's speech. Actually, if we can have a planetary crisis, why not? If you're a crisis monger and you love it, <laughs> and you like vote that. for Trump. Vote for Trump. He's we your like, guy. We like planetary crises. Yeah, we do because, you know. They're fun to watch. I mean, it, people cook this out is so, and have people over. So hey, we're having absurd. a planetary crisis party this weekend. You know why Trump didn't mention it? Because it's garbage. And nothing you can do, Bernie, in the United States of America will stop the planetary crisis when we only, according to Joe Biden last week, we only offer 15% of any greenhouse gases. If everybody's raising living standards to the point where everybody's got a car and everybody's got air conditioning and everybody's got a big house... Uh, well, the planet will boil over. <laughs> it's just so stupid. This is insane. Thank God Trump didn't mention it. The newest movie, Planetary Crisis, starring Dwayne Johnson. 
that's a good point. That's that's who would char- that's who who would star in it. All right, here's uh, here's more on Bernie. <laughs> Trump talked about the booming economy, and yeah. in truth, unemployment is low, stock market is high. Mm, thank you. Hey, but thank what you. Didn't he talk about what didn't he? Talk? He didn't talk about the fact that half of the people in this country today are working paycheck to paycheck. They don't get paid next week. They lose their job next week. Their kid gets sick. Their car breaks down. There's a divorce in the family. Wow. They are are in really bad shape. Negative ninny. Isn't he, though? He's such a negative ninny. By the way, what if Trump did mention that? What's the solution to that, Bernie? You listen to Bernie, even if you're it's true, come out the other end crying, no matter who you are. <laughs> there's 48 people. There's there's half of Americans living paycheck you to paycheck. You may not be married, have any kids, uh, uh, you know, and live in a paid for home. You're going to come out crying. Well, someone's living I'm paycheck. Lose everything anyway. Seriously, if someone's living paycheck to paycheck, is that that's because of government problem? Here's an idea: don't spend as much as you bring in. You won't live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, how about tax, not taxing people, Bernie? How about get, getting a cut in FICA or something? Instead, you're blaming Trump for that? Well, right. I've been living paycheck to paycheck, and I didn't realize it was a problem until now. I need a <laughs> tissue. I need a tissue. That's bag. phenomenal. That's a good point. A phenomenal good point. Because they don't have any cash in order to pay for the bills that are coming. Trump didn't talk about the half of America that has zero wealth at all. Trump didn't what? talk about the incredible level of income and wealth inequality in America. Trump did talk about his tax plan, but you know what he forgot to tell you? What did he forget? He forgot to tell you that 83% of all of those tax benefits went to the top 1%. Actually, that's, that that's is so... not here, Here's true. where he's getting that stat. The stat is coming from the amount of the dollars of the tax cut. Makes it seem like, in Bernie's mind, they all went to the wealthy. They didn't. Trump gave a universal tax cut across the board. If you're making more money, if you're a millionaire and got a tax cut, obviously that amount is bigger than the guy that makes 50000 a year. But Bernie's a fear monger. Tax cuts are good. It keeps money in your pocket, no matter who they benefit. Why not? That's what Bernie Sanders got out of the Trump rally and much more. We'll share it with you coming up and your phone calls 454-1366 454-1366 We are the Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM You know I haven't been this choked up since I got a hunk of moussaka caught in my throat Huh? Scott and Richard Lee The Circus Clowns of Talk Radio on 820 WNTW <gasps> Get a hold of yourself Hubba, 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 hubba. The greatest show. Lee Brothers. 454 1366. 454 1366. Phone lines are open. The circus clown of politics is Bernie Sanders. Watch the Trump kickoff this week, ran to the nearest camera and microphone and continued to rip into him. Here's the next part of Bernie's comments. Trump forgot to talk about the educational crisis facing our country. There's you know another what? crisis and another no one, one told us? Well, this is ridiculous. Is How many crises are going on? crisis manager here that's supposed to it's tell us stop. about crisis? Uh, you know what? There's an planetarian crisis. Is there a food crisis? That might be next, but then you got the educational crisis. You know what? Maybe 
the reason it's not brought up is because it's really not government's role. Government but shouldn't you know be involved. What? In government it. government has forced Got, involved. Yes, exactly. They and have, and the it's why it's is, bad. It, it they've made it governor government's role. And when you talk to these students, these brilliant students, when you ask them who's the father of our country, and they go, the newest college graduate says, Braham Lincoln. Braham. Jay Leno asked yes, this right. college graduate. Absurd. J- now, she J- says, uh, Jay Leno? Uh, <laughs> I think you're deeding yourself there a little bit. Uh, she was in, <laughs> no, she was, Jay Leno was doing The Man on the Street. He still does. Does he? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he does. I, okay, I'm sorry. I recant. Anyway. Pull back my comments. On the sidewalk as a college graduate. And even that, if it was no, Jay no. Leno of 20 years ago, that's even more scary that there are more of them out there today. But anyway, <laughs> ask her, who's the father of our country? Oh, ah, I, I, I should know this one. Braham Lincoln. Okay. And he well, goes, let me give you a clue. Can we put it, you know, let's say A. She goes, A, Braham Lincoln. <laughs> like, it's like, like, Braham Lincoln is a thing you can set on the shelf. <laughs> you could have five Braham Lincolns. <laughs> Or a Braham Lincoln. She is dumb as a rock. Well, that's most of voters that vote for Bernie. But Bernie continues here. Remember, the, the, the educational crisis, the planetarian crisis. Here's the educational crisis again. And the fact that hundreds of thousands of bright young people are unable to afford to go to college. Forgot to mention that. Oh, God, but mention what that. Trump has done is try to cut Pell Grants making it even harder for those young people to go to college. Trump did not mention one word Uh-oh. about one of the great economic crises that we face An- today. Another one? Oh, that's that an economic that crisis. 45 million Americans are struggling, in some cases, with outrageous levels of student debt. Student debt crisis. Student debt. Student debt crisis. I, I like see. the way he said that. Oh, yeah. Outrageous <laughs> levels of student debt. All right. Bernie Sanders has another attempt here he didn't like about Trump. Trump forgot to talk about the fact that we have not raised the minimum wage oh, for the love in this country over the last 10 years. What's that? that doesn't mean anything. Yes. But wages have raised, Bernie. That's, that's teenagers the whole thing. deserve a raise. It does not mean that wages haven't gone up. The only difference is you haven't mandated it from the federal level. There are plenty of people who are making higher than minimum wage and minimum wage jobs. People who themselves. They work hard. Yeah, of they go to work. And and suddenly the employer says, Hey, if I want to be a smart employer, I want to keep uh Joe and Ted over there around because they're phenomenal. I'll pay them more money so they won't quit. On the other hand, Edgar over here, Who sucks. I want him to quit. I let him go, he'll You're draw unemployment. Right. You're fired. If he quits, not so much. Bernie, Trump didn't mention the minimum wage. Because he's created an economy where wages raise on their own. And it isn't the role of any government to dictate any wage. See the difference, Bernie? The Bernie, you think socialist. You think big government. You think I can do things if I only was in control of government. Trump, being an entrepreneur, a risk taker, someone who actually hired people and had to fire people, understands how things work. He didn't think about the government dictating a wage. Because that's between an employer and an employee. You see the difference, Bernie? Is it? Is do you see? Do you understand? Please continue. 
And the result of that is that there are millions of people who are working literally for starvation wages. Starvation wages. Trump forgot to talk about the gun crisis that we have in this country and the mass killings that we see and the 40,000 people a year who die as a result of guns. And the fact that... That is the biggest... They get their starvation wage paycheck. They go to the bank and cash it. They go to the grocery store and say, where's the starvation department? I only make (laughs) starvation wages. Then he said there's 40,000 deaths due to guns every year. And that's that's true. But none of them are very, I mean, less than 1% or even are even are, are shot, are shooters like you hear on the news all the time. They're either self-inflicted, they're accidents, whatever they might be. That stat is a bunch of crap. Yet Bernie will use it to further a bigger government agenda. Do you see the difference? There is a difference. If you watch Trump's acceptance speech or his rally to be reelected, you saw a man who was confident in you, in freedom, in free markets. Yeah, Trump's bombastic. Yeah, he says stupid things. But his view of you is radically different than a Bernie Sanders who views you as a serf and a peasant that needs government. He's a different kind of president than we've ever had. But but look at what he's done in a very short period of time with the economy. Right. With the stock market. He believes with in people. unemployment. Bernie believes in government. Yes, Trump. Trump believes in Bernie, you. Bernie believes in high taxation. Bernie believes in more money going from your pocket to him so that he can dispense it as he seems fit and calls it compassion. He expects you to vote for him to take money from some and divvy it to you, and he calls that, look how compassionate I am, when really it's thievery. And honestly, it's the exact example and view of what a dictator tyrant looks like. Trust Bernie, he says. Trust government. We'll take care of you. Meanwhile, Trump says, too much government, trust in you. You pick the vision. Phone calls next, 454-1366-454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. I have absolute documented proof with footnotes that Millard Feigenbaum was the first president of the United States. How about that? Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers. Trust them. It's always the, the, the final words of a dictator or a, a tyrant. Trust me with government and your taxes and your money. Dictator kind of says, you're going to trust me. Yeah, you're going to trust me. You don't have to. Put your head on a stick right. at the end of the road. There, there is a party who believes that government is the answer. It's found in Bernie Sanders. And there's a um, there's a party that believes in you to make your own decisions in your own house about what you spend your money on, how you spend it, where you go to college, how much you want to spend on college. And there's a party who believes that people that can do those type of things need to be taxed more to give to people who haven't been so so uh, careful with the way they spend their money. It's always the people who do the things that are right that seem to be attacked by a federal government. And the people who do things wrong, who are irresponsible, they're the ones who are being catered to by people like Bernie Sanders. All right, coming up, Delegate Kirk Cox is going to join us to talk about this redistricting in the Commonwealth. This is, this is a big deal. I think a lot of people overlooked it, didn't really catch what's happening here. But if, um, if governments can, if judges draw lines, 
instead of people? I mean, what's the right way to do this? Uh, we'll ask Delegate Kirk Cox about it, who actually the General Assembly drew the line. Everyone voted for it. And now there's people who don't like it. They forgot to mention they voted for it. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Hey, check us out at WNTWTheAnswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to our page. Three great videos there, all for your listening and watching pleasure. WNTWTheAnswer.com. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. <laughs> Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee brothers. Yes or no? No. I, I will, Sorry, Mr. I will take that as a yes. Just after 4.34. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee brothers. Virginia citizens and American patriots. My name's Scott Lee, my co-host... My friend and my brother sitting to his left is sometimes far left. Is Richard Lee. Frequently far left. That's just not that far. Sometimes. All right, so something uh, dramatic happened this week. The the Democrats cheered in a 5-4 to ruling held that the House of Delegates had no standing in an appeal to the uh, the court. Remember all the crises that happened this week we weren't aware of. Oh, that's true. Well, that's, There's a lot of crises. That, that's true, a lot of crises. I know uh, the, the crises. That's what's were, us. You know, we Bernie, need nothing. Bernie Sanders had told us about a bunch of them. But this is one is very interesting because it does impact the uh, you and who you might be voting for in November. The uh, governor, Ralph Northam, he said when we correctly race, when we when we corrected racially gerrymandered districts earlier this year, we righted a wrong. As I've always said, voters should choose a representative, not the other way around. Although what's interesting is Ralph Northam actually voted for the districts. Isn't that interesting? Join us right now to discuss this and more is the uh, uh, leader in the House, Delegate Kirk Cox. Hey, Delegate Cox. How are you? Did he hang up on us already? Here he comes. Well, he hung up on us. Walking down the street. Well, that's all right. It's I mean, delicate. Cause. So everyone else has hung up on us. It makes completely sense that the speaker would. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I told him to hang up on yeah. you. Yeah. Do we get him back? Well, that's good. Delicate he hung Cox. up before he even started up with us. That's, that's interesting. Delegate uh, Kirk Cox. Hey, Scott. I'm sorry. A little phone difficulty. Yeah. We gave you a great introduction. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and then you were gone. <laughs> yeah, that, it's okay. Uh, perfectly fine. It's, other people have hung up on us, too, except no one of your status, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> it's great to be with both of you guys. Well, Thank I, you. we appreciate it. There's a lot happening here. First, I want to get you to explain to our listeners what is actually happening with the redrawn of the of the districts? There are people who ask me all week, you know, explain what just happened here. I mean, and wh- why did they do it? And and what's the ultimate result going to be from doing this? It's a long and winding road. But I guess uh, to get down to brass tacks, they basically claim we had no standing. And so on a technicality, they wouldn't even look at the merits of the case. And the reason why we didn't have standing was Mark Herring, because they basically ruled that only the attorney general right. uh, has standing. And that, which is ironic, that the House of Delegates, and I think we couldn't be more directly affected, uh, you know, couldn't basically defend ourselves. And so, you know, this, this is infuriating to me because, wow. you know, I think throughout Virginia history, 
that ruling sign if you don't have Mark Herring, who won't defend Virginia law. But as you recall, you can sort of go back and see numerous times where Herring's not defended Virginia law. I mean, you go back to the same-sex marriage ban. Right. Uh, no matter where you were on that, as far as your personal views were, that was his statutory obligation, and he actually took the opposite stand, voter ID. He basically hired an outside counsel, and so he's done this often, and it was very frustrating because he didn't do anything on this particular case until we lost the second time in the lower court, and then he basically said that I'm not going to represent the House of Delegates, and uh, so we we had to represent ourselves. We thought we had a very good case, and in a five to four decision, the court basically said only the Attorney General can uh, have standing in this case. Well, so what's interesting about it is the original lines were passed in 2011, correct? You're correct. And they passed the Senate 32 to 5 and in the House 80 to 9. Yeah, that's exactly correct. And if I can put a fine point on that, Mark Herring voted for that 2011 redistricting bill. Uh, Governor Northam voted for that. And Eric Holder, the attorney general in 2011, pre-cleared that bill under the 1965 Voting Rights Act and the 64 Civil Rights Act. Then Eric Holder turns around, who, of course, now is the Democratic Party operative, suing with Barack Obama across the nation, and in 2018 sort of joins this whole Democratic effort to sue across the country. And then, of course, Herring flips and then doesn't defend us and then says it's a great day for democracy. So I don't know. It's unbelievable. It's his style of democracy, (laughs) not not a normal style, just his style. This is so preposterous. There's few things that I can remember that have been this outrageous. The fact that they can stand there and say this is a a completely awful. They voted for the thing and it didn't just pass by slim margins. Everyone voted for it. All of a sudden it's bad. It's, it's unconscionable. It was good before it was bad, Scott. Uh, that's true. Yeah, Rich, that's true. It's good before it was bad. But, uh, yeah, it was very frustrating. But having said that, I mean this. I mean, the, I mean, obviously the lines affect me pretty dramatically. I mean, the the court, uh, which totally, re- the lower court, which reversed their original decision, had a master from UC Berkeley draw the lines. Uh, and, I mean, he just directly went after me and several of the people. But, Having said all that, you know, we're, we're not liners by nature. We will run in those districts, and we yeah. plan on winning those. Sure, and, we'll, and, you'll, and you'll run them on records, and you'll run them on well, real issues and hope that, that the people of the Commonwealth will recognize that. And we'll certainly be there to help you win anything right. we can do. It's just, well, I appreciate that greatly, I can tell you. It's interesting how it's okay for other people to draw the line, but when the General Assembly does it, which is how it's supposed to be done, it's not acceptable. Until someone else comes in and goes, no, I'm going to redraw them. And then everyone goes, yeah, that's fair. Well, what people need to realize is the Democrats sued all over the nation. You know, Republicans during the Obama administration focused on state houses. We control 69 of 99. And instead of trying to win those at the ballot box, they sued everywhere. And uh, it's just unfortunate that, you know, the court ruled this way, because I think you're basically sending the message that, you know, in the future, that's all you're going to get on these redistricting cases. And I think, number two, you're sending the message to the attorney generals that are just like Mark Herring, you know, basically have carte blanche to decide what laws to defend and what laws not to defend. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, that, that's a terrible precedent. for Sure this. it is. Yeah. Yep, it sure is. 
Yeah, this is this is a frustrating one, and I want people to understand what's happening here because it just it's overlooked. It showed up in the Times Dispatch, and then everyone's like, "Oh, okay, I'm moving on." This is a big deal for for a lot of people, including with the future of the Commonwealth if it all goes blue. They end up picking the House and the Senate, and they got the Governor Mansion. I mean, we've, <laughs> folks, I'm telling you, Massachusetts, Maryland, the same. Um, all right, let me get you to speak about uh, the other session that's coming up and the sure. special session that uh, Ralphie has has Governor Northam. I'll be polite. Uh, has called uh, regarding uh, guns. Where do you think that's going to go and how that's going to turn out? Well, you know, what I said as soon as he did that was that it was rushed. I, I don't think a special session in this case makes makes a lot of sense. If you even go back to Tim Kaine in 2007, he didn't call a special session after Virginia Tech. He formed a commission. We came back, if you recall, that next session. Did a lot of good stuff in mental health with right, you know, yep. temporary detention orders, et cetera. And then after Parkland, I had a select committee on school safety. Mm-hmm. Once again, came back, I think, with some. And we passed many of them this year uh, that were very effective. You know, obviously increased uh, student resource officers and some really smart coordination with you know, police and, uh, you know, school systems, et cetera, and just looking at the whole architectural design of the buildings. So that's number one. Number two, uh, you know, it, it's, it just seems so, <laughs> you know, in, in some degrees, just, you know, yeah. it just doesn't look good. I mean, if you look at what happened in Virginia Beach, nothing gun-wise you could have done would have prevented anything. As a matter of fact, Virginia Beach outlaws, the, outlaws suppressors, the way their local ordinance works, uh, 20 rounds are over. And so all those various things Virginia Beach, you know, currently doesn't allow you to have. There is nothing in Virginia Beach uh, that you could have passed that would have done anything there. That's right. That's, right. So that's very frustrating. Sure it is. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, basically taken the stance, you know, forever. We need to make sure that in these types of things that we're basically going after uh, the criminal, the offender. Of course, not the, not the good people, guys. Not people, you know, Second Amendment rights. And, That's fair. And the other th- one of the things we're really going to push is if you really want to help with violence, if you look at that bill we put in this year, the governor vetoed, he will see it again. And that is if you're a two-time domestic violence abuser, and that is things like strangulation, et cetera. Sure. You know, we basically passed a mandatory minimum that said you'll spend 60 days in jail to give that victim a chance to get safety and obviously to, you know, sort of get themselves together. And he vetoed that. He vetoed it, yeah. And what's so frustrating, once again, about that is that that would have done a lot of good. There were 58 intimate partner killings in Virginia, and 36 were by firearms. So if he wants to do, if he really wants to do something, He'll sign bills like that, but it's um, a great point. Yeah. So, so Mr. Speaker, what will be your plans with this special session in regards to Justin Fairfax? Well, Justin Fairfax, we have continually, you know, both women, Meredith Watson and Dr. Tyson, have asked for a legislative hearing. Where, what the press doesn't cover, though, they've been very clear it must be bipartisan. And a lot of times the press will just say they've called for a hearing. They've called for a bipartisan hearing. So we have sent a letter to the Democrats. They've said no. Rob Bell on the floor of the House at the end of the last session said, let's go down right now to the Courts of Justice Committee. You, you tell us how you want to shape the hearing. Right. Uh, and they, of course, nothing but crickets. And then we sent them a letter this week. Rob Bell sent them another letter saying, we'll let you co-chair the committee. 
We will let you, wow. you know, basically have exactly equal Republicans and Democrats, even though we're in charge. We will let you, with us, decide, you know, what we're going to do subpoena-wise, what the rules of evidence are going to be. And we'll Seems fair. Have both Justin Fairfax and both women, just to hear, hear their sides. And they just throw out things like, well, that will be a political circus, et cetera. Uh, and, you know, that, that's well, um, <laughs> to be more fair. So it's, it's on them. I mean, we have clearly got it. done that. And, uh, you know, they basically refused. Yeah, well, listen, uh, interesting times here in the Commonwealth, and we'll be watching from our little stools here and uh, hope to have you back and discuss it even further. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank appreciate you. your time. That is Speaker of the House, Delegate Kurt Cox. A truly great America. All right, your phone calls next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers. Democrats have to talk, tell voters what they're going to be do for them. Nothing like what they might be do for us. Governor T-Mac. Governor, what are you going to be do for me? Let's talk tell a little bit. Democrat uh, Terry McAuliffe is the uh, latest of the national politicians to join CNN as a contributor. I, I tell you what, if you are a politician um, and you actually get elected to a seat and you're a Democrat, you have a home at MSNBC and CNN whenever you yeah, want. Rachel Madcow have you on. Whenever. It doesn't if make If you clean difference. the office of a, Demo- a Democratic candidate, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel Madcow will have you on. So T-Mac says in a tweet, super excited to be joining CNN as a commentator. To which when I, when I read that, my first reaction is, well, you're already on the CNN team. I mean, so now you're just going to get paid for it. You've always been a mouthpiece for CNN. CNN's always liked you, brought you on. Do they have a problem with any of the errors he's ever made? No. Is no. it time for me to talk to Okay. So let me, let's explain that clip for a second. Um, Democrats have to talk, tell voters what they're going to be do for them. That's just hilarious. That's exactly, it's not Dr. Parody, it Brothers. wasn't made up. Nope. That is him trying to... It wasn't chopped up and put together. That's exactly what our beloved Terry McAuliffe, T-Mac, in other words. He said said that in response to someone saying, what do Democrats have to do? Democrats have to talk, (laughs) tell voters what they're going to be do for them. That is classic. Especially when 93 million Americans are killed every day by gunfire. I hope. Well, let me say this. I think we need to do more to protect all of our citizens. I have long advocated. uh, This is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. (laughs) I've long talked about this. A day. That's incredible. I mean, I, that stat blew our minds, quite honestly. We were like, this can't, this can't be accurate. Can 93 million a day? We were going to just hide out for like four or five days and then. Yeah. We'd have all the know, food. Plenty to eat. I mean, if you could just avoid being one we of the 93 million guns. killed by guns every day. We'd just find a small town where. I love the, I love the beginning of that, you know, where, where he says there are way too many guns on the streets. Well, let me say this. I think we need to do more to protect all of our citizens. I have long advocated. Uh, this is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We so right there. 90. So Stop you, it right there. So you have I envision guns with on little, the street. With little legs. Running Where around I chasing people. and chase them and scoop them up. <laughs> That's my I put them in entirely. the trunk. <laughs> I put steel plating between the trunk and the back seat so the bullets won't ricochet or come up into the front seat. Right. Exactly. This, this is my point here. And this is, 
this is where he made that uh, incredible crisis statement of 93 million million Americans are killed each day. I must say that I must say that T-Mac is probably a pretty good representation for the left. I mean, he's kind of a punk. He's done. He's said crazy things in, in his career. He's a he's a true leftist. Although he, he tries to paint himself as some kind of a moderate when he's when he's really not. He was going to sure run for, be a pain in the neck. Right. He was going to run for president and then decided I'll just run for governor instead. Right. And that's what we think might be happening. Here's what else he said. Quote during his uh, initial CNN contributor comments. I've listened to the Virginians. And I'm going to help Virginia for the next six months. I could spend eight months traveling around the country running for president or six months really making a difference, said the former governor. Making a big difference by talk, telling, and be doing things to prevent 93 million Americans from being killed every day. We can everybody thank me at once. You know what we could do? We could put an entire parody together like a sentence and make it start with something like this. Nobody ever said life with me was going to be easy. And then you could add on killing 93 million people a day, and there's little guns with feet chasing people around, and that there's talk, tell, be, do. And you could end it with him talking about how he brought his wife home, and she was crying after uh, after she got she had a baby. Dorothy was starting to well up in the back seat. Well she up. was having trouble understanding how I could be taking my wife and newborn baby to a fundraiser on our way home from the hospital. We all That's- were. On their way home, first day home for the baby from the hospital, what talk, a- tell, be doing, Terry T-Mac stopped at a Democratic fundraiser and made his wife cry. and child and newborn baby sit in the car crying while he went in to raise money for the Democratic Party. I mean, your new CNN contributor. All right, your phone calls next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. Furthermore, you are a bum. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream. It's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers. Great radio. Oh, oops, the mics are hot. You know what? Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream. It must be fought for. It's a great opener to the segment. That's why I slap the crap out of you every time we walk in here. Mm-hmm. That usually works. Hey, check us out at WNTWTheAnswer.com. WNTWTheAnswer.com. There's a state senator who says she's going to just confiscate all the guns. Just take them. She's going to come around and take all the guns. And, and she'll be, uh, I think we should all suggest that she start somewhere like the alleyways off Hull Street. <laughs> that would be a good place start to there. start. Well, this is an Illinois state senator, so she'd have to start somewhere in the streets of Chicago. Which well, is, I, 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 familiar with Chicago. I could show her a few streets there. These uh or she could start. This but, video is found at wntwtheanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. You won't believe this woman. We'll just come, we'll just take them all. How about that? You that's how she treated the constituents in this room. What I'll tell you what, we'll just come take them. No, there's no despotism, tyrannical moves in the left. It's all no, we don't want your guns. Unless you make us mad, then we'll come take them. You know, stop the first group of Folks, you can spot a gangbanger from a mile away. Stop at the first group of gangbangers and say, boys, give them over. Hand over those guns. All right, uh, coming up. Why are you pointing them at me? The kid gets kicked out of class for saying there's only two genders, and Trump rolls back the EPA. All that coming up. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. There's plenty of money in this world. There's plenty of money in this country. It's just in the wrong hands. 
It should be in the hands of the Lee Brothers. Don't you agree with that? Not only one. Sure. I'll just say yeah. There's plenty of money in this country. The only problem with it is the Lee Brothers do not have it. So Trump rolls back the EPA to the states. That's right, to the states. It's just federalism. Come on, the left. Quit freaking out. Transgenders can't get dates. And it's hurtful. It's harmful. You've got to stop sticking them up. <laughs> You've got to stop setting up the date and then sticking them up. And uh, kid, he gets uh, kicked out of his class because he says there's two genders. That's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio as the founding fathers intended. We are the Lee Brothers. My name's Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us. This uh, this lovely Friday afternoon is just peak drive time. You're uh, out there in the traffic, making your way home. Be careful driving. I have uh, my oldest yes. daughter and my three grandkids driving right now, so be very careful yeah, out right. there. So in you fact, don't just run pull over. Them. Just pull over to, and stop until they can. Yeah, they let hit them get by because <laughs> you know, they're be driving nice. down from Ohio. And I'm got, sure she's tired. And well, they got three kids. It's a Come long on. drive. Let them and, go by. Uh, I can't. Can Brittany just turn her hazards on and wait, just let it go right by them. That'd be great. I'm happy for you on the weekend. What a wait. baby. Beautiful what a beautiful baby. baby. <laughs> that's the best. That's one of the best Trumpers ever. Hey, we got an email from the Virginia House Democrats. The Virginia House Democrats. Dear Scott and Richard. That's very kind of them. As, as celebrations continue this June, we want to wish everyone happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. We specifically support and celebrate the self-affirmation, dignity, and equality of the LGBTQ community. LGBTQ (laughs) community. (laughs) We're especially proud to recognize the members of the community and our caucus and contributions they have made in equality. During Pride Month, we celebrate the progress of the nation and the Commonwealth has made for these LGBTQ equity, equality. But we also recognize the distance that remains until full equality is achieved. Hmm. They don't have full equality like you and me. There's something they're missing. During Pride Month, they say, did you know that LGBTQ folks can still be legally discriminated in Virginia? So can everyone else. What does that even mean? Of course we can be discriminated. This whole thing if, has if gone way too far. If anything is going to change about someone being discriminated about, it'll, it'll pertain to everyone, of not course. just the LGBTQ community. Right. And if you want to, you know, if you want to come down with your LGBTQ parade, and be half naked or naked or whatever the uh, issue of the day is, then uh, you can't do that because we can't do that. You know, someone, a heterosexual parade can't come down and say, hi, we're heterosexual and we're going to be naked. You can't do that. There's something (laughs) happening in our community. You cannot do that. No, I don't want my kids to see that. It's and, not and, a, and to tell me that don't bring your kids to the parade. I'm not bringing anyone to the parade. Well, I look, won't be there. Yeah, here's but what, here's what you're referencing. If uh, I'm riding by, yeah, there there was uh, the 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 gay pride parades. Quite honestly, have uh, they have forms of nudity. It's quite uh, disgusting in a lot of ways. And a Twitter account, uh, which is now deleted, 
had asked pride parade goers to leave that kind and nudity at home for the sake of the children. And you know the reaction that happened? The LGP community tore this thing up as if they were for nudity and all the crap that goes on in parades. And there was just some person out there going, you know what? Leave all that out of it. Uh, you know, I have never in my life been to a parade where any of that crap went on. I've never even heard of a parade that where that went on. Do you want folks to look kindly upon the LGBTQ community? Then wear your damn clothes. <laughs> I mean, I've it's never heard Seems to... of a parade where people oh, yes, say, well, are. we're going to have a parade this weekend, and I frankly want to be naked. Who does that? It's the most, unfortunately, nobody. These this parade was these parades have been videoed and shown to high school students. And the reason I know that is because my son, a sophomore in high school at a Midlothian high school, was shown that in his class as a sophomore. And I went in and I confronted the teacher. The teacher put the video in and showed me the gay pride parade with men completely almost naked. Not obviously completely and almost there's not the same. They were nearly naked all over each other to the point why this Twitter account said, please just act decent. And the person got tore up for this. They, they were mocked and made fun of. So much so that an educator by the name of Bear Bergman said, quote, listen to this, quote, first of all, nobody likes nakedness more than children, unquote. This is the radical left agenda behind the gay pride parades. And I'm supposed to celebrate that. I want my kids seeing this naked stuff on, on and I've got an educator telling me that nobody likes nakedness better than children. This is an educator. An educator, an educator of what? Is he a dog trainer? I mean, what is he an educator of? Because if he is an educator of children, he should be looked at thoroughly by the authorities, possibly incarcerated, for making a statement like that. Children, that's he is he is a nut job. Obviously, the, the this continued. It was all over Huffington Post talking about this, the the, the, the what they call the kinks that are inside the gay pride parades, the idea of diversity and inclusion. What does that mean? I mean, you tell me what the, I don't understand what kinks. Kinky is more what it's leaning towards, the kind of kinky kinks. stuff. that So, goes, so yeah. inside a gay pride parade, right? If, if you're a member of the gay pride community um, and you're listening right now, are you in favor of these kinks that go on? I'd love to hear from you at 454-1366. I'd like to hear somebody from that community to tell me that because you're a member of that community, you think the kinks or kinkiness of that parade is appropriate and proper. And also, if you think kids like to see nudity, it's not just, and it's not there's, full nudity. There's something there's, you're right. wrong with you. But these parades, and everyone knows what we're talking about with these gay pride parades. You've seen them. I've never seen, I've never been to one. It, of course, I've not been to one either, but I you can see them. I don't look through a thing on the weekend and say, oh, there's, I'm let's going see, there. there's a watermelon festival <laughs> and a gay pride parade. I think I'll go to the parade. Come on, kids. Let's go. I think I'll get some watermelon and then go to the parade so I can cover the best of both worlds. This uh, this educator by the name of Bergman also pointed out that many children don't even interpret most of what they're seeing on a pride parade as sexual. Are you are you we kidding just me? Interpreted that they're naked people. 
They're all you know, over Bergman, each other. Bergman. They got they got leashes around their necks. They're pulling them around. It's just Bergman. Really? You're no educator. Yeah, Bergman is you're far no educator. From an educator. You're, you're uh, it's you know you're you most likely a pedophile. Maybe someone needs to clear that up for you. I just don't know why we don't have a really common theme across our culture that wants to protect children. But now we have to fight our public schools with sex education at kindergarten and in elementary school. We have to fight the left on showing videos like this to our kids in high school. We have to fight the left over decency in a parade. We have to fight the left to protect the eyes and innocence of our children. What has happened to our culture? I don't, I don't know what kind of clothing you would wear to be in a gay pride parade. I don't, I don't get it. But unless it's 140 degrees, you should be clothed. Maybe have your even shirt then. off. But you shouldn't even have your shirt of off unless not. it's 140 degrees without a cloud in the sky. Just saying. All right, coming up. This student that got kicked out of class for saying there's only two genders. The, the, the chaos continues. And your phone calls, 454 1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW 92.7 FM. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. Phone lines are open on this Friday afternoon on your drive home. 454 454- 1366, 454, 1366. That's a song about Indian Lake. Lee Brothers. Should march that gay pride parade right into Indian Lake. <laughs> this uh, this entire thing has gotten so crazy about the LGBTQ. It's, it's, it's now can become divisive instead of uniting. Where I understood the idea of bullying and we want to be, you know, I- inclusive of people so we don't beat them up and bully them, which which is fine. Oh, no, but but no one, of course. Now it's come to the point where you, you can't even recognize simple things like decency in a parade or genders when there's only two. The student in England was asked to leave the class because he believed and stated in the class, wait a minute, there's only two genders. This was in England? This was in England. And here's the, inter- the interchange between the two, the teacher and the student. Yeah, because I think it's You silly. chose to do so. Yes, that's the key question. You chose to do so. I think it's silly to have anything other than two genders. So. That, okay. Anything could you else please, is Could you please keep that opinion to your own house? So keep your opinion to your own, yourself or your own keep house. Keep your opinion in your own house. Oh, okay, okay, British professor Najab, how many genders are there? I, you know, we had a report once that showed us there was over 80 genders. It's, it's so, so it can be I, it's hard 80 to argue it could with be that. 800 it's because you can sit here for as long as you can think of, you know, the gender of a man and his rock, you know, whatever you can think of. Right. Can suddenly become a gender. Sure. Once you get past the normal science of male, female and genders, anything goes. There are no more boundaries. That guy the, sounded Scottish. Too, the, by the, the way. This student funny. says, hey, wait a minute. Um, I, I believe there's two genders. He says, keep your. Uh, opinions to yourself, and listen to how the student reacts, which is actually pretty good. That okay? Anything could you else? Please, is could you please keep that opinion to your own house. Thank you. Not in the so school. you get to put your opinion out in class, and my no, opinion. I, has I to, am not. My opinion my, has to stay I am inside not the house. putting my opinion. I am not putting my opinion out. I am stating what is national school authority policy. 
Okay. Well, it's not scientific okay. whatsoever. National school policy. So NASA, national school policy is, does the guy ever say how many genders there are? No, According to national school matter. policy? National school It does policy. matter if he's going to well, throw this kid out for two, for saying, for saying there's, there's only two genders. Yeah, then how many matters. are there? Then how many are there, right? If, there's only, if, right. There, if he's wrong, then tell him the answer. If he says yeah, there's only two. If a student says something that's a wrong answer in your class, you would think, you the teacher, him. the educator, <laughs> would correct him and tell him why he's wrong. Instead of kicking him out. I'd just say, you know what? You're out of here. The only reason you kick him out. Because you don't know the answer. You don't know the answer or it's a controversial topic and it can't be talked about. It's an asinine topic. Can you believe that? We're it's, now it's arguing a, male and female. It's a stupid it's, topic. Anyway, this teacher and this student continued. Not every policy is scientific, Brian. It's, sorry, not every not every policy is scientific, Murray. And you can't come out here and say that I'm not being inclusive when someone says I didn't you disagree say with you, so I said what you were saying you, was not being inclusive. You me out of class. So if, what you're saying is not being so by saying being there's inclusive. So what you're saying, if you say there's a male and a female, you're not being inclusive. I'm being factual. If two plus two is four, it doesn't mean that I don't. It, it, and that is fact. being inclusive. That, You're including everything could possibly be. Incredibly good point. I've included everyone. A human gender. I, I've included everyone. I've excluded anyone. Are we talking anyone. about what you, you know? That's an incredibly goats good point. and sheep and dogs and cats. Are we talking about that? Or so, are we just what discussing human beings? So let me pile on that because that's an incredibly good point. When you say uh, there is a male and a female. By definition, you've included <laughs> you've included you everyone. have been inclusive. <laughs> That's exactly right. What an incredible! How did I miss that? That's great, Richard. It's phenomenal. Anyway, let's go listen to these guys argue. Still, please. If if you want to have a discussion about, it, we could have done it. Had a discussion. You don't have to kick me out of class. I'm and sorry. Waste that, thirty minutes I'm of my time. Very clear that we make no discrimination on the grounds of various. I wasn't making discrimination. I'm simply saying there are two genders, male and female. That's it. Seems pretty easy, but not Seems anymore. Incredibly simple. You'd think if we're an enlightened people in 2019 that we're scientifically advanced. Obviously, we're not enlightened because how do we miss this one? It's the most obvious of things on the planet. There are two genders, men and women, and now students are being kicked out of class if they say they're only two genders. Wow. This has become a scary time in our civilization on the planet. Well, I'd if love we can't... to be in that guy's class. You know, I, I might be kicked out of the last 30 minutes of class, like the gentleman said, but I guarantee you one thing, I wouldn't have left that classroom for at least 30 minutes because I would have argued, I would argue till that man was crying. I would have argued till he begged me to stop. I would not, I would not have just excused myself and left the room well, here's the thing. Over the fact that there's only two, you know, there's more than two genders. Here, here's what's interesting about it. Is the kid's right. The kid is right. There are only two genders, and the adults of the world are the ones who seem to not understand. Or the is educators. Is this adult just trying to be cool to the other kids? I'm cool. <laughs> I recognize the fact that whatever y'all say, I'm going to say too. Crazy. I'm All a cool. Right. I'm a cool professor. Your even phone, though I suck. Your phone calls are next. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW ninety two point seven FM. Show some R E S P I C T. The Lee 
brothers, practicing the First Amendment and using the Second, only when necessary. So, this has gotten even more confusing. According to a researcher at Psychology Today, there is evidence in the dating scene where transgendered individuals are having a hard time finding romantic interests. And well, where where do transgenders go to hang out? For instance, in Richmond, where do they go? I mean, is there a special transgender bar? I'm just, I'm well, curious. Well, yeah. I'm really curious because no, if, if they're going about- to a regular bar and they're dressed as a woman, and a guy sits down and says, "You're beautiful," and he goes. I think you're pretty special, too. I mean, what? Well, here's the problem is that you're hurting this person's feelings. According to psychology today, this is not good. And a course of action needs to be taken immediately. And what they're predicting, of course, according to psychology today, what they're asking is there needs to be education to the public on how bad this is hurting transgenders. I showed my terrible bar skills right there when I said he sits down and goes, hey, you're pretty. Yeah, you haven't haven't been to the bar lately. Anyway, which is, yeah, like. 30 years. Yeah. Well, nothing's changed really. Or more. A lot. 30 years. Really? Mm, just. I just wouldn't saying. know. Yeah. Well, um, so here's what psychology today is saying. Quote, overall, it would appear Shrink that most today. important step moving forward in the terms of increasing the dating prospects for transgenders is improving general education about the diversity of gender identities. So there's a class? I think it's just overall. Education. I, I think so, I would take that class if there were one, just so I fully say. understand how they break down 80 plus genders. genders. Well, transgender, listen, what transgender is, is a man want to be a woman or a woman want to be a man. No wonder it's confusing in the dating scene. Because when you go date, you're not dating a woman, so that it turns out to be a man. They have a hard time, I must yeah. admit. Poor people. All right, uh, coming up Trump, EPA. Makes it smaller, and we should celebrate that. I'll tell you why. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. The science of climate change is leaping out at us like a scene from a 3D movie. Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers. That sounds so good. Just after 534, we're outside the capital, the Commonwealth of Virginia. On the longest day of the year, that's today, tonight. This is the longest day of the year. It's 25 hours versus 24? I don't get it. What do you mean longest? Lee Brothers yeah, you, might would, you would think that way. <laughs> my, the longest period of sunlight. Continual sunlight. My name's Scott Lee. Richard Lee's my What's co-host, that? friend, and brother. That's yeah. right. Cave language. That's Ooh. hilarious. Is, is, the, is, it today, is it today the longest, seriously, longest uh, day? More time life? to club women dragged by hair. <laughs> yes. Today gonna is going to be the longest amount of sunlight. Thank you very little. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> Big, you giant, mean, wait, giant sky. Hang on a second. Warming when, bodies. When, when you say. We club woman. When you, when you say it's Even the long. woman who's. Man who thinks woman, we club them too. All right, so but I hear there's a problem now. <laughs> All right, so the town council having problems. Please stop. You're hurting my. You're hurting my head. 
I don't want the club a man who thinks a woman. I don't want a surprise when I get home. Out of control. Someone stop him. All right, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. When you said it's the longest day, you met of light. Light, that's okay, what I said. Okay. Well, you did not say that. You just said today's the longest I day. Did. I'm like, oh, it's 25 hours versus 24. It doesn't change. You don't speak cave language. No, I, no, I don't right. speak cave language, no. First day fire ever burned. Speaking of speaking of sunlight. Today we club man and you the, big the, woman. Go drag my hair, hair you, pop you, out. You, you, missed, you missed it. You, you that created you the whole ball spot thing you on top uh, of caveman. You missed your... You missed your... Uh, I should have been a caveman? Yeah, you should have been. You'd have been perfect caveman. I think perfect. I was a caveman. So many ways. I would the, have been the speaker of the town council. The Trump administration this week... Please, we don't want to smack no more men. ...completed one of the biggest rollbacks of environmental rules since Obama. Now, this is... Because, this whole thing, this whole global warming thing, um, we live in the cleanest country on the planet. We have the cleanest air on the planet. Uh, there's no planetary crisis. So when Obama rolls back, I am the cleanest man on the planet. Environmental rules. Um, we should celebrate this. But here's what he did. Just so you leftist, tree hugging, uh, environmentalist, nature Socialist. Nazis are are confused. All, all Trump did pukes is take the Environmental Protection Agency's chief Andrew Wheeler and beat him with a club. And signed a replacement rule that gives states leeway in deciding whether to require efficiency upgrades at existing coal plants. In other words, we're not going to have this massive uh, law from D.C. to tell you what to do in southern Illinois. We think, I don't know, Illinois can figure this out on their own. So all Trump did is come back to this idea, get this, called federalism. What Madison was talking about. What the Federalist Papers were about is that the federal government is limited. If you want coal-powered regulations to eliminate your power in your state, guess what? Your state can decide that because the best government is the one that's closest to home. I'm so sick and tired of hearing. And the one that's not in session. I'm so sick of hearing that only the environment can be protected from Washington, D.C. Listen, if you live here in Commonwealth of Virginia and you don't like coal, I'm sure you can lobby your... House of Delegates member or your state senator to restrict coal-fired power plants here in Virginia. That's what Trump is saying. He didn't say, go destroy the environment. All Trump did was send it back to the states. He said, go destroy the environment just a little bit. Yeah, that's what he said. It's unbelievable. Actually, he said, send it back to the states. Let the states decide. You know what? The states should be deciding... 98% Ninety-eight percent of everything is the that's idea. decided for them. They, you know, Virginia should be taking care of Virginia, and the federal government should be off up in D.C. doing their federal government thing, sure, and leaving the states, all the states, alone. Well, that was Madison's idea. You know, Reagan even said, "Just this is remind everybody that the states created the federal government, not the other way around." Exactly. You know, here's what Wheeler said, the chief uh, operator of the Environmental Protection Agency. He said coal power plants remain essential to the power grid. He's exactly right. He said Americans want reliable energy they can afford. The fact that fossil fuels will continue to be an important part of this mix is the reason we're pushing it back to the states so they can decide. Now, you, you Democrats or you liberals... 
You pukes. What, what, what's, what's the problem here? Well, I mean, seriously, why do you think only the federal government takes care of the planet? Come sit with us and discuss. What's interesting is, you know what the left's answer to this is? Suing. They're going to sue someone. They're going to fight this in the courts. What, what are you fighting in the courts? What, you don't think the government can, can regulate things at a state? You're going to actually sue the federal government to make them do more? The, That's the, the weirdest lawsuit I've ever heard of. The folks in the federal government on the left think they should control everything from hospitalization to the oil companies. Water in your toilet. Everything. Everything. They Light should bolts be in able to house. control the temperature inside your home. That is coming, I promise you. And Trump, if, if the left is in power, you're right. That's exactly what's coming. Trump has the correct view of federalism. The left is crazy. I don't know why the left wants a big, powerful federal government. I guess that's because they know things can get can get uh, more power that way. I suppose you push it to the states, it becomes more localized, and people don't like socialism, so it doesn't work. But Trump has done an amazing thing since being president. He's eliminated regulations. He's freed up more opportunity with the markets. He has embraced federalism, and this is one of the greatest examples of it. You may think you love the planet so much that that the Environmental Protection Agency is the one thing that saved the planet. It's not true. Capitalism saved the planet. Free markets, free people take care of the environment better than any socialist cesspool of a country anywhere on the planet. And why do we need to... Two agencies regulating the environment. We have the Department of Environmental Quality in the state of Virginia regulating the environment here. And then we, over top of that, uh, well, actually, they're not, they don't rule the world with the DEQ, but the EPA is down trying to do the same thing. Good point. The EPA can come in and say, hey, Mr. Businessman, you know, hey, we're going to screw you a little bit with fines and so forth. And then the DEQ can can come in and say the same thing and say the same thing. Unreal. And the DEQ will come in and work with the businessman and help them make sure that they are right. compliant with the environmental laws. We don't need an EPA at all. We don't. Exactly right. In fact, it's not even enumerated. Every state has a DEQ. Every state does. The Constitution does not allow for an environmental protection. It does not. Madison enumerated the the, the government. And and Patrick Henry even said, well, where is it? And he he showed him. Federalist papers talk about it. So you're right. The EPA is actually unconstitutional use of the federal government. And the states have their little departments of environmental quality. And the left should embrace that locally. Now, interesting, Trump is doing more. He said, quote, we have the cleanest air in the world in the United States. It's gotten better since I'm president. <laughs> I love his statements. But here's what he said. Well, you know that he's making a true statement. He, well, the, it is actually the cleanest place to be. Absolutely. He, he also wants to roll back Obama's mileage standards for cars and trucks. Now, he doesn't want cars and trucks to have lower miles per gallon. What he wants is more freedom in the market so that the automobile manufacturers can do what they want. That isn't the role of the government to dictate miles per gallon. Exactly. And if you're buying a car, isn't, you know, what kind of mileage, isn't that important to you? That If it gets six miles through the gallon, are you going to 
run to the next dealership and buy the next one in line? Or do you want it to get 36 miles to the gallon? People can shop. You know, if you've can got make plenty of money and you're an idiot, buy the six miles to a gallon. But the federal Either. government has no business dictating this. And so Trump is, or Trump is saying, look, we're proposing to roll back those Obama-era mileage standards uh, also. And so what environmental groups do with this? They promise to sue. To sue who? Who are you going to sue? The federal government because they eliminated a requirement? You know, that's one one problem. You know, I think we have a great judicial system. I think it's wonderful how it works. But literally, sue for anything. I can sue you and you can sue me for no reason whatsoever. You can sue whoever you want. I have an idea. Just because you want to sue someone, you can sue them. And it, all it does, it's a racket. The uh, attorneys make money back and forth because you're suing. But remember, this is the reaction from the left on everything. Lose mm-hmm. an election, you sue. You lose environmental protection, you sue. I don't right. know what you're suing, but... They probably walk into their office, the head of their office walks in and says, Okay, team, who are we going to sue today? The EPA. Well, I had an idea. How do you sue the EPA for devolving power back to the states under the, the constitutionalist federalist idea? I think the EPA should be sued for being sneaky. They are sneaky. And, and just wrong. I know a man put his whole life saving mm-hmm. in a hardware store. And he uh, had a gentleman come in one afternoon. And he said, hey, do you have any of that Freon? He goes, I got one can left. But. I can't sell it to you because I'm not really sure what I can do with it. The guy goes, oh, okay, okay. Will you find out? He goes, yeah, I'll find out and see what I can do. It was a type of Freon you could not sell. There's a can smaller than my water bottle. Right. So a few weeks go by, and the guy comes in again and says, hey, did you find out anything on that Freon? He goes, I'm sorry. I really, I'm sorry. He, you know, he's a little merchant. I'm sorry. I forgot. He said, I'll just sell it to you. It's like six bucks or something cheap. The guy buys it, whips out a badge. The man lost that hardware store over that little bitty can of Freon. That's a true story. What a great country. Right here in Richmond. EPA, baby. EPA. Yeah, man. It's awesome. All right, your phone call's next. 454-1366. That's so disgusting. I can tell you more. That's so disgusting. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Oh, great. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all the reading. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. And children, if your parents haven't been teaching you what it means to be an American, let them know and nail them on it. That would be a very American thing to do. All right, so 454-1366, 454-1366. Richmond's Commonwealth attorney, Michael Herring, is, um, he's leaving. He's leaving the post. We have two Commonwealth attorney named Herring. No, we have an attorney general named Herring, and we have the Commonwealth attorney from Richmond named Herring. They're completely different. You passed the test. Mm-hmm. Bring him a banana. Mm-hmm. <coughs> So, <laughs> this this, right. this guy on the on the way out the door, 
wrote an 11-page, uh, uh, I guess, paper that um, is asking what is the root cause or the underlying cause of crime? Criminals. That's you like the way I figured that out mm-hmm. all on my own. Right. And, and what, well, what causes criminals, he might ask. Here, uh, other criminals. Here's kind of his, in a nutshell, he came up with this. This is why criminals are criminals. Uh, concentrated poverty. Concentrated poverty. That's one reason we have criminals. Concentrated mm-hmm. poverty. Inequity housing. Poverty is poverty. In, right? Well, more all poverty in one area instead of spread oh, out. Apparently. Oh, okay, I got you. Concentrated poverty is one reason why we have crime. Okay. Inadequate housing. Inadequate housing causes. Okay, I'm just saying. Dis- stealing houses. Disjointed education. This disjointed because they choose for it to be disjointed. Right. Um, That's their choice. Poor health outcomes. As sick as I am, I should be a criminal. And. Race relations. This is why we have Race crime. relations. Now, I must, I, every time I hear this, this is always interesting how a liberal bureaucrat of some sort looks and says, people aren't criminals because of making bad decisions and they're bad people. They're criminals because of their environment. Oh, I see. So I guess if their environment is in a big fancy house and um, they've got all this, impl- they're not going to do crime? See, I just disagree with the premise entirely. You know, anyone could have taken a notepad and a pen and put down all of those things you just said, which was a report from this gentleman, correct? Right. And I could have come up with all of that and a little bit more without any problem at all. There's no... I'm I'm saying he did... Did he use statistics oh, to yeah, come up with tried. this? It's 11 pages. Or? I only read, you know, a handful of them. So, but, but here's what I always get a kick out of the left. When you hear underlying causes of crime, it's never because the guy's a dirtbag and he's a criminal. It's never because of that. There's something else. And the left is very good at this, pointing to something else instead of saying that guy is a very bad guy. Crime is not because of poverty. If it is, then why during the Great Depression didn't we have the biggest crime rate we've ever had? We didn't. We, of course we didn't. And the reason, there's a reason why we didn't. Because we had families intact. You, you know, know poverty, do, concentrated poverty doesn't cause crime. What, what are you going to steal inside an area of concentrated poverty? And they're not talking about stealing necessarily. They're talking about all kinds of things. Violence oh, okay, of all, all kinds, kinds of, of violence. Yeah. I mean, your poverty doesn't cause crime. It doesn't. Oh, I don't agree. I, I agree. Poverty doesn't, you know, if your family's hungry and the only way you can feed them, you're going to steal a loaf of bread. That's not what they're talking about either. Else, then that, that's not what they're talking about. Of course about. not. They're talking about gangbangers. Of course. Carrying guns, drug use. Here, here's the thing I always, I always ask. If you went broke today and lost your job, would you go on a crime spree? And the answer is no, because you have a certain set of standards and, and uh, morals and beliefs that are right and wrong, and you hold to those. A crime spree might be fun, though, you, you think about well, it. Well, see, you always ruin it. I was well, trying to make no, a legitimate I, point. Your you point's always, legitimate, but... No, it's not. You don't like my points. And you think that about was a very a good crime one. I was working You watch these that. movies where people go on these crime sprees, yeah. and it looks like they're having the time it, well, of their lives. of course it does. I mean, yes, it does look fun. And I'm sitting at home going, 
Dang it. You know, I could be out there doing a crime there's something, spree. There's something cool about the word crime spree. Yeah, spree. I mean, spree I mean, uh, if it's like in quotes, crime spree, it's only a short one, right? It's not you like You could go permanent. on a shopping spree. Exactly. That That's doesn't a last all positive. the time. If you could go on an eating spree. Right. And a crime spree would be a short window of to get all you can. Right. You're right. Maybe that is more appealing. Break out a window. Right. But it's typically because of underlying causes of the crime spree. I just don't think that the right, the conservatives, have been able to capture the language like the left does. <laughs> what's the well, underlying with, uh, what's the new underlying Americans and, and crap got, like that? that they're, they're new statements. words. They're they new got, style of words and unreal, so forth. Unreal, man. They, they cut off the language and you can say, well, there's underlining causes of crime and we all go, yeah. Tim Kaine could teach that class on new words because he, he comes up with them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Underlying causes of crime. What are the, uh, Scott and Richard, what were the, it's almost like an NPR. What are the underlining causes of crime? Now, that's a good question. I appreciate you asking because there are some. Yeah, they're bad people. The person is a criminal. That's it. Number one answer. Is that your final answer? You know, the the Commonwealth's attorney, Michael Herring, you could have just asked us instead of writing 11 pages. What would the guy say if he says, is that your final answer? He'd say, yeah, and it better be right. Because I'm a dude with an underlying crime spree right here waiting <laughs> to launch. Exactly. So Lee that's Brothers. my final answer, and it better be the right one. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. All right, that's a wrap. But it ain't no crime rap. <laughs> <laughs> that makes zero sense. There was fun until that point right there. Then you know, crime like wrap, you go steal the meat and you put it in the wrap. Okay, that might make sense. I wonder if stolen meat tastes better than purchased meat. Well, any food that is free tastes better for some reason. That's I don't true. Know. Doesn't it, though? You know, if I had a restaurant, people would come in, they'd place their order. I'd make them wait till their last possible second to where they're losing their minds because, you know, the hungrier they are, the better the food tastes. If I had a restaurant, I'd bring out little portions just to tempt them. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. There's Can we get a restaurant, place? place? Is slow to serve, but man, that food is good when it finally gets there. <laughs> That's a good, good point. All right. Hey, check yeah, us out. Yeah, we have to do that. Lee Jump Brothers. Lee Brothers Food. Lee Brothers. Uh, Lee Brothers Bar and Grill. Lee, Lee Brothers, Brothers Bar and Grill. Cafe. Where if it's flesh on a grill, it's right here. That's right. Check us out. WNTWTheAnswer.com. WNTWTheAnswer.com. Com. Click on the Lee Brothers. When you do that, it takes you to our page. There you'll see a state senator say she wants to confiscate all the guns. You see how important the national debt is, and some people don't even talk about it anymore. And Biden, is he the true racist? Hmm. That state senator's coming for you. WNTW The Answer. WNTWTheAnswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. We archive our shows 24-7. Listen at your pleasure or whenever you'd like. It's fine with us. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend. Be careful in your drive home this afternoon. And remember, there's no need to rush. Today is the longest day (laughs) pertaining to sunlight. Uh, Exactly. Longest day of the year today, June 21st. It's going to be really light. If you're cooking on your grill tonight, email us. We'll be right there. Throw an extra one on for us. We'll see you next Friday right here on 820 WNTW. FM 92.7. I do want to ask you, Secretary Clinton. My friends, we did it.
We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.